when when we are in survival mode, the tendency is to, to try and think our way out of it, and it just never happens. But it's not even just survival mode because remember the 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 topic for today is creating the life that you want, and creating the life that you want also is not something that you just think your way into. There's a part of that that needs to happen, but the world unfolds before you as you take action. That is always going to be the case: is that you have to walk the path for it to reveal itself to you. Welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress come from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. Welcome to this week's expansive podcast all the way from Las Vegas. It's great to have you back and we have a fantastic podcast ahead of us. And I'm always joined by my guest that's always on my podcast. <laughs> Eric, how come you're always on my podcast? What's, what, what, how does that happen? Are you? Well, listen, we, we actually need to talk about this first because I didn't hear award-winning anywhere in that introduction. Oh, shit. I forgot. I forgot. Thank you very much. Thank you. We need to change you our intro. Have the old we need to change intro. our intro. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. Let me start again. I do have the old intro. Damn it. We have to rewrite it. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, uh, The Expansive. Much better. Much, much better. My apologies, Eric, for letting us down so early in the That's pod. That's okay. It's okay. I, I would expect a bit of professionalism after 180 episodes, but I can keep hoping. I can keep... <laughs> How are you? Brother, uh, yeah, I'm all good. Thank you so much. It's been uh, it's been a busy week, and we are only on Wednesday. Uh, busy paddle week as well. Playing again this afternoon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, two publications came out this week. I was featured in a ebook called by Ulife, and like a, they're an insurance company. Um, featured along Stephen Bartlett, which is pretty cool. Uh, the guy from Diary of the CEO. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, then um, yeah. also I've contributed to another book. There was like this series, uh, the book that every leader must read, every business owner must read, and now the book every entrepreneur must read. So I wrote a chapter for that as well. And it's so cool. You know, I just I enjoy the process of, uh, if you're an author, also contributing to other people's books. And it's it's so good to just be building your personal portfolio of like, yeah, a thought leadership that is out in the world. So it's been a great week for that. Um, What's been happening for you all the way in Las Vegas? Yeah, I mean, Las Vegas is an interesting city. Um, I was explaining to somebody who lives here, actually, it feels like you guys peaked in 1996. <laughs> and she's like, you're right, actually. I think we did peak in 1996. It's great. Mm. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's like a dream come true for some uh, somebody who set this up many, many years ago. So great to be part of that. I don't think it'd be somewhere I live, but very interesting. Some really, really cool, like, uh, like experiences that they've put together for people, great high value, high value entertainment. And uh, I'm speaking for a conference here that I've had, that has 6,000 registrations. I mean, I don't know if I've ever spoken at a conference with 6,000 people in it. Is that all in person? Yeah. They must see this conference. Dude, it's like mass. It's like trains of people. Dude. I mean, it's like just mad, Jeez. but the hotel itself, I can carry, I don't know how many thousands and there's two of them. It's just mass. You That's know? insane. And yesterday we had Kevin Bacon uh, come on stage and he was pretty cool. I mean, he, mm. he's a cool guy. I mean, he's obviously not a keynote speaker or anything like that, but highly talented, highly creative, super lean, super like in good condition. And he spoke about six degrees of separation. Great that he's opening for you. 
Yes, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, Kevin, for opening for me. And uh, it is now 7 a.m. here in Vegas. I've been up around since 4 o'clock, uh, which means my body has no idea what time, what where. And you just said it's Wednesday. I'm like, is it? Oh, okay. I have no idea. I've, I've lost track of days and times and everything. And uh, after this, uh, tomorrow, I go to Sedona Valley, which is really, really very exciting for me. I've been wanting to go to Sedona Valley for 20 years. It's um, in some spiritual texts, they talk about how Sedona Valley has a very, very low magnetism. So the connection between you and whatever up mm. there is it's thinner. The veil is thin, okay. as they say. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a meditation sort of… Are you going for like a retreat or like a… No. Just, just no, on no, your I'm own? Going, okay. I'm going for a, a John Sonnet retreat. Nice. For John Sonnet, by John Sonnet. <laughs> um, so… <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend. But let's get into today's pod because I think we have some really exciting things to be talking about. Yeah. Today's all about building a life you want. And I mean, this is just uh, an ongoing topic uh, for everybody, I guess, you know, and I was at the gym now and I was listening to a pod about uh, 10xing your life mm. and uh, very interesting, like just interesting ways of packaging information that gives us a further insight into something maybe we already knew, but that's not the point. The point is, how do you, can you reframe something so it can land for you in a new way and give you an aha moment of some sorts? And so excited to jump into this week's pod. And Eric, why don't you go ahead and lead us into this? Yeah, thank you. Um, so obviously this is, you know, like you rightly said, this is a topic that we think about all the time. And I think we've been successful in creating the life that we want to live. It's not an easy process. And I think many people feel trapped in that they are always just reacting uh, to the world around them. And so they, they end up living a life that's more by default than by their own design. And so this morning, I was, I've, I've actually been meaning to message you for like three days in a row, every time mm -hmm. wanting to say, dude, I've just had the most amazing meditation. And I haven't done <laughs> that, but, I, but I've wanted to do that literally since Monday, because every day was just like, it was just so great. And after my meditation this morning, I sat down and I write, wrote out these five things that I wanted to talk about in the pod about creating the life awesome. that you want to that you want to live. Mm. So I'll I'll run us through all five and then you know add in where you think uh, you want to uh, add to it. So okay, so number one is visualize it. Visualize it is is like it's obvious, right? Like if you want to. Um, attain a certain goal, live a certain life, you have to know what that looks like. That's sort of the premise of, of being intentional is that you can't be intentional without knowing what the thing looks like. So this typically would be you sit down with a question of uh, what does your future look like? Uh, what would you like to do with your life? It's any sort of question that might be like that. The trap that we often fall, uh, fall into is twofold. One is that we let our current circumstances dictate what we visualize. This is a very difficult thing. You know, when you are in survival mode, for you to visualize a future where you thrive is extremely difficult. And on top of that, you are in a way um, held back by your current circumstance, meaning you there's a certain gravity to it. So you can't visualize something big and grand because like the leap from where you are to that is just so big. So it pulls you back the entire time. And so even when you try and visualize what the life might look like, it's, it's tiny compared to what it could be. 
So that's one of the traps. The other trap is that we fall into looking to other people's lives and going, that's what I want. And so your visualizations become visualizing someone else's life instead of visualizing something that truly speaks to you, that truly aligns with where you are in life. Now, one thing that I've seen over time is that we we put, and you've actually spoken about this quite a few times, is that we think that this is one way of doing things. And like, if I don't do it perfectly this way, then it's never going to work out. But ultimately, visualization is just an ongoing process that evolves. If you asked me, you know, when I graduated in 2008, like visualize what your life is going to look like, the ultimate version of your life, it would have been, okay, I have 10 different physiotherapy practices and they're all running at like hyperspeed and, you know, I'm just bouncing between them. If you asked me in 2014, what do you think like the ultimate version of your life is going to look like? I would have said better man is big, it's international, it's global. Um, I'm, you know, I'm doing talks, we're running men's retreats. If you ask me today, you know, it's different again. So it's always, it's continuously evolving and that's okay. It's, it's like, it's, it's something to embrace. Like don't try and be perfect, but just have the vision. That's actually the most important part here is there's a, a song by uh, Panic at the Disco, one of my favorite songs, and in, it's called High Hopes. And there's a line in there that says, I didn't have a dime, but I always had a vision. And I think when you are stuck in survival mode and you feel like that, you feel like you don't have a dime of creativity, you don't have a dime of energy to put into something, always have the vision for where you want to go and realize that there are certain constraints that might be applied to that vision and try and, and elevate yourself above those constraints to create a vision that you are inspired by and that you want to attain. Very good. Very, very good. A uh, couple of comments. Um, clarity before mastery is the first uh, line that I remember around this. The second one is how you frame your past is how you create your future. And it's in this framing that we are prisoners of our past until we decide that whatever lesson it was catalyzes us out of that story into a future. <clears throat> and we realize that many of our visions are very determined by our past, like you mentioned. But let's also remember that the brain loves familiarity. For you to envision a new vision is incredibly time-consuming, energy-consuming, and you are fighting against a torrent of familiarity. And so when you say build a vision, it's one thing to write it down. It's one thing to even meditate on it. But then you go through the rest of your day with zero recollection of that vision. You go back straight into uh, survival mode and now you're running around and having stories. And the trick, the trick is to catch yourself. You know, every time you catch yourself in an old program or an old story, you've got a victory, you know? So it's, it's also this idea that perfection is required in order for us to build the perfect life. And the truth is, it's not. It's quite a messy, malleable process of continuously reminding mm. yourself of the vision that you're working towards. And it's absolutely okay for that vision to be changing. In fact, it's necessary for it to be changing because as you bring new input into your data system, your output and look is going to change. And as you evolve consciously, also your vision changes. So very good. I like it that we have a GPS coordinate that we're moving towards. But let's remember something. 
it's not just about writing it down and having a vision board or just meditating on it, but it's also just about reminding yourself throughout the day. And this is, this is a self-practice. I'm talking to myself here because this is what I do is as yeah. I start falling mm. into old story, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But here's the trick. And I think this is the most important thing we could be doing around this is rehearsing your vision as often as possible. It's a rehearsal. It's if you're a dancer, you'll rehearse. If you are studying something, you will dive deeper into it. Now, what are you doing here is you are diving deeper into your vision and you're rehearsing your vision. So when you start rehearsing your vision, the new neurons start wiring and firing together. And now you start to literally create a new picture inside your head. And then your body starts following that picture because your body is neutral. And that neutrality is moving either through a process of accretion towards up or towards down. And it's that rehearsal that's so very hard that most people don't want to do. But that's really what the part is, is rehearsing the future vision that you want. Very good. Love that. All right. Number two, recognize what's already present. When I remember when I was, uh, and I spent a lot of time together at some point um, as I was building Better Man, especially. And we always spoke about like, what, is, what does the future look like? Like, you know, when you envision the perfect day, and that's always a good exercise as well. Like, what does your perfect day look like? What does your perfect week look like? And I remember I was like having this perfect day conversation quite a bit. And one of one part of my perfect day was that I want to start my day in a coffee shop. I don't know, for whatever reason, that was like an important thing to me back then. Maybe because I was so constrained by the routine of going to the hospitals. I was like, I want to start my day wherever I want, which is in a coffee shop. And then at some point he was like, well, can't you do that already? And I thought about that. And I was like, Actually, yes. Like, actually, like, I'm thinking that this thing needs to be there in the future, but actually, like, this small piece of what my day looks like could actually already be a part of it. And that started changing. We started doing gym, and then I would go and sit at a coffee shop, and then I would go to the practice after that. And what you might find is that when you think about what does this vision of the future look, look like, there are parts of it that need to manifest over time, that you need to bring in reality over time. And there are certain parts of it that you can do today already, that you can go and build into your life in smaller ways. And so look for what those things might be and then relish in it because you are having the experience of actually being in that future that you want. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think it's also just a practice of gratitude for where you are and what you've achieved up to date and then implementing what you can implement. And I think when you're in survival mode and when you in that state, you can't see anything really. I mean, you can only see difficulties or victimhood or whatever the case may be. And again, I'm talking to myself, you know, this is like, because <laughs> I'm sitting in a, the Wynn Hotel, which I had no idea was the most fancy hotel in Las Vegas. Only a friend of mine from America told me, he's like, oh, that's fancy. I'm like, is it? I don't know. I, my client booked <laughs> me into the Wynn Hotel. I don't know where I'm supposed to be staying. And I was like, yeah. And like one of my gigs for next week got postponed and I was like a little bit like down. And I was like, dude, can you just, let's just stop, stop, stop. Re mm. Let's recenter. Where are you? I'm on the 57th floor. What view have you got? Any view I've wanted. I chose the view. Who am I speaking for? One of the top tech, like, just recenter, 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 mm. be grateful. Mm. You're doing what you've always been dreaming of doing. Enjoy it, relish it, enjoy, walk through it. And it's just a beautiful practice to, again, again, reminder of a rehearsal of the vision you had to keep checking back into that. And what you need for that, Eric, and you know, you know, it's so funny that you say this because 
it came out of meditation for you to come up with these points. But guess, look what you did. You stilled yourself enough for long enough to be able to have the download for this information. And it's in the stillness that we start to access this ability to rehearse new ways, to become more grateful for where we are. And it's in that stillness where all the magic happens. So yeah, mm. love it. Love it. Good point. Number three is a just a different variation of what you've been saying now for a, a little bit around rehearsal. So the way I just put it here is you have to imprint it. And imprinting it is as many reminders as possible throughout your day. Reminders of, of what you want it to be, but also reminders of what you don't want to have. Uh, and to what your point was that, that when you imprint this all the time, you start recognizing when you go off course. Mm. And you start recognizing, okay, this behavior isn't aligned with where I want to go. But also it's a recognition of, oh, this is actually where I want to go. This is actually moving me in the right direction. So the imprinting is reminding. It's what you were saying about rehearsing. And it is um, affirmations. It is having things up against your walls. Uh, we are both big fans of writing things down on like notes somewhere that we carry with us. I have like lots of, you know, memorabilia and things that are sitting on my desk that is a constant reminder of what I'm trying to create. So that imprinting process you know, I'd written a, a thing that said, renew your mind to transform your life. And that's what you are doing in this process is that you are wiring in new ways of thinking to transform your life. And that wiring process requires effort. Can you hear Jaeger? Is that a like baby in the, a in the background? Oh, it's is, Jaeger. It, is it Jaeger? Jaeger? I was like, what's yeah, going on? It sounds like a baby. Little, little baby. Hello, boy. Okay, man. Hi, guy. Okay. He's Hi, a bit man. nervous because there's uh, some weather playing up. Oh, okay. She's our sensitive yeah. dogs, eh? <laughs> there's a, yeah. There's a, there's a slight <laughs> um, side cloud <laughs> coming over. He's nervous, okay? Everybody, everybody get around Jaeger. Yeah. Let's start um, umming around him. Time for your antidepressant no, Bless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let's go back to imprinting. And I had something to say there, and I've absolutely forgotten. Um, <laughs> I think it's a, you know, it's a reminder of the emotional state that you're trying to yeah. um, access and to remind yourself of. And you know what the most, for me, one of the most important emotional states is relief. Think mm. about the emotion of relief. And just sit there, whoever's listening to this, or you even now, Eric, just like, Get, your, get into your body and, and just feel a sense of relief. And it's like a, and then attach to that relief, the thing that you've wanted and then say, oh, it's already happened. Mm. Oh, the relief of achieving yeah. that, like feel that through your body, like relief is such a, such an important emotion that we don't give ourselves enough time to feel. And mm. so my, my point of anchor is relief. That's one. And two, this is what I was going to ask you. Do you have any affirmations that you are comfortable to share that you uh, use as a go-to? I'll start with one. I've got two that I share, but I yeah. use two that I keep coming back to if I find myself waking up with my mind wandering a bit. And the first one is, I am who I am and that's enough. I am who I am and that is enough. And I am who I am and that is enough. That's mm. the first one. Do you have any? I will share your second one and I'll share one as well. Okay. And then my second one is, uh, is I am money. Money is me. I love money. Money loves me. 
Mm. And uh, I got that from a podcast around money. It's like, understand that the energy of money is like everything else, like you are. And in fact, Eric, I found this out the other day, human. Do you know what human stands for? I mean, this is just mind blowing. Human, hue, light, man, manifester, light, mm. manifester, hue, man. I manifest light. That's what I am. I'm light. Oh. And the frequency mm. that I carry carries information in it. That information creates me. And so if I can engage with everything that I want and what I am, it's made up of the same things as me, which means that money is me. I am money. Love, money loves me. And I love money. Mm. And I feel a sense sure. of relief. Yeah. That relief <laughs> one is powerful. Hey? I, yeah. I really enjoy that. So the, the one that I can share with you that's, that actually came out of a meditation. One of the ones from last week that I also wanted to message you about that I didn't. <laughs> can, um, can I ask you? Can I please ask you? Do message me because I think it's just a, it's a wonderful, no, but I also think it's a wonderful celebration that yeah. also makes me feel warm that you're in this path. Mm. You know, that's a, it's a good thing. The, um, the thing that, that it came out of a meditation that became, that has become an affirmation that I've written on boards now and stuff is Thank you for the richness of life. Mm. And, and richness, something that I, I re realized as I was like going through that is I almost never say I'm rich. It's almost like the, that word has like a, it's like, I was like, no, like I, I don't want to, like that's a, what the, the relationship I want with that word. I want to be rich. I am rich. And I'm rich in, in many different ways. Being rich in terms of money is one way of being rich, but there's also the richness of having experiences and my slightly nervous pup that I have here with <laughs> yeah. me, you know, there's like, there's, there's levels of it, but like, I want the richness of life, all of it. I want to be rich in all of it. And, and this is actually like, but hang on, hang on. You are. I like, am. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But that's Not why I want but that's why it's, Yeah. Yeah, no, but the, the, the affirmation is thank you for the richness of life. That is the yes, 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 yes. But also just the language now, you see, you need to back to for sure. I am living yes. a rich life. I and am, I think sometimes I we, we feel it's lacking humbleness or like, I don't know, what, what do mm. we think that we can't say that? It's like, I remember last year, Dr. Joe, in June, I did the NCS training and I remember thinking and walking away from that and repeating to myself, I am successful, not I want to be successful. And it, it was such a slight nuance. And, you know, my career has really done a, a flick flack since then. And it's just that understanding that I am settling into my success. Ah, oh, here where I am. Ah, oh, a sense of relief that I'm already rich. Wow. Okay. Ooh, okay. Now let's go. Now let's build, you know? So I like that. It's so weird, eh? There's a, if I say I'm wealthy, it kind of feels <laughs> to me like more, um, it's like, I don't know, what's the word, what you, were you, uh, where you play it down. Grandiose. Um, no, 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 the opposite. Uh, there's, a, like, there's a thing for it, man, when you take something big and you make it small. A euphemism. Yes. Euphemism. Okay. Like when I say I'm wealthy, it almost feels to me like, oh, that's just the language that we use with these kind mm. of things. When I say I'm rich, <laughs> it's like, that is on the nose. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's, that's to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, look, uh, there's another one I have that I have on my phone actually. And it says, hey, universe, Show me how good the skin gets. <clears throat> mm. Like, show me, show me, like, like what, what, show me what else there's out there. Like, give me all the delightful surprises. I am ready. Let's go. 
And um, another another word that I saw the other day broken down in a beautiful way is universe. <clears throat> and universe is broken down into you in verse. And so what does that mean? It means that you are living in a world that is a reflection point of you. And so they ask, is it the horse before the carriage? It's always the horse before the carriage because it's you projecting into the universe. So it's you in verse. So when you're asking the universe to show you how good it is, you're actually asking yourself how good it is. And that's why when you're saying, I love money, money loves me, money, um, I am money, money is me. You're actually just talking to yourself. Like it's a, it's a factor of yourself, which is the oddest thing to think about. And they did ask an Indian guru, what is the deepest truth that you could let, share with us? And he said, I don't know if you're ready for it. And, and they said, well, okay, give it to us. He says, you're the only one here. There's nobody else here. Yeah. You're the only <laughs> one here. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you're like, what? Oh yeah, it is only me. Yeah, I'm projecting <laughs> all of this. This is all a projector in a movie that I'm looking through my own lens. <laughs> anyway, it's a tough one. Okay, let's keep going. All right, so that's that's a lot about imprinting. Yes. But I, I hope that uh, everyone listening gets the idea. There's a it's there's work that happens in that arena. Mm. Um, so number four is so we, we've had visualize it. We've had recognize what's already present. Be grateful what's for. So there's there's gratitude for what's present, but also relish in what's already present from the future. Imprint affirmations, imprint ways of thinking, imprint the behaviors of the future. Number four, I put start with subtraction because our default tendency, and I read a study about this, which is why it's the top of mind for me, is that our default stand is, or our default approach is to want to add things. That whenever we go, okay, I need to go from where I am to where I want to be. The way we think we need to get there is add more things to life. Whereas Actually, one of the fastest ways to get there is to start subtracting because over time we accumulate so many bad habits and behaviors and mental models and these things make us sluggish and slow and they tie us to the past. And so by letting go of that, we actually become a bit lighter and we can accelerate towards that future a bit quicker. There was a study that was done where they looked at um, people's tendency to, to add instead of subtract. Um, and it was, it's fascinating. They did like all these different experiments, like seven or eight different experiments. And every single time they proved that if you ask someone to improve something, they're going to look for addition instead of subtraction almost every time. My favorite one of the studies was that they showed people a miniature golf course hole. And they said, I want you to improve this hole, but be very mindful of costs. So they were trying to like just subtly cue people like, don't spend too much money. Maybe like there's ways of doing things that don't even cost money, like just removing things. And then they designed the hole in such a way that it was obvious that you could remove like a bunker over here or remove a, a corner bumper over there and, and make it better or, or more pleasant to play. And in the first round, they found only 28% of people would actually list one subtraction in their list because they, they had to make like an entire list of suggestions. Only 28% of people thought about subtraction. In the second round where they cued people, they said, you can do this by either adding or removing only 48% of people removed something, like had something in their list. We are just so hardwired to look for, yeah. what do I add? Yeah. And so, you know, when it comes to health, instead of like thinking about uh, pills and supplements, what about stop eating fast food? When it comes to money, instead of thinking about like all these schemes of how to make more money, how about stop wasting your money on things that are frivolous, that, that add no meaning to your life? 
when it comes to your business, instead of thinking about which behaviors and policies and guidelines do we add to help our teams be effective, how about we remove uh, certain things that constrain us, that hold us back? And so when we do that, the beauty about subtraction is that we also create space for something new that can be more intentional, that can move us in the right direction. And we also admit that subtraction is not enough. We also need to add, like the same way that we need to add salt to food to make it more flavorful. Both are needed. But it's important to remember that your tendency is going to be to add. But I can guarantee you that if you sat down and you thought for a little bit about what are some of the behaviors that tie me so deeply to the past that I just need to stop, you're going to find a ton of them. And by just without thinking about adding, by just stopping those, you are already moving into the direction you want to move into. So that's number four. I love it. You know, uh, less is more. I, um, I'm continue. It's so funny, you know, you know, I'm obviously nomadic, right? So I, like, I, I don't have a lot of stuff and I, and I don't think I buy a lot of stuff, but dude, I am constantly getting rid of things. I'm like, where, how, how am I accumulating like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why is my suitcase as busy? Like, more heavy again. I'm like, what happened? They got the airport. Sorry, sir. You're going to have to take five pounds. I'm like, how? Like, I've been, like, I can't wait to get to Dubai next week and like drop off stuff again. I'm like, how did I accumulate all this stuff? And now this is stuff, right? Now let's think about relationships and interactions and stories and all the emotional stuff that we're holding on to. And then think about the physicality of stuff that we're holding on to. And I must have that food. I must eat this. I might eat the 14 pills. It's a constant pressure on ourselves of more because we're not good enough. And so it's all linked to a beta brainwave. It's like, it's weird. As you're saying this, I'm like, it's so funny, Eric. I used to be in the process of accumulation when I was in a high beta brainwave because I'm in survival mode. I need more. I can't. I'm not enough. I need more. Think about Donald Trump. I need more. I've got billions. I need more. I need more. I'm triggered into the past. I'm unsafe. And the minute you move into safety, like inside your being, you move into safety and all of a sudden it's like, what? That stuff's noisy. It's like heavy. It's what is it doing around me? What am I? And so it's really just an involvement of consciousness that naturally brings about a necessity to let go. And when I see guys with their collection of cars, I'm like, bro, that is just, oh my God, I feel, dis- I feel, I feel exhausted just by looking at that. I'm like, geez, looking after them and clean. I mean, I don't know what to do with all that, you know? So I think it all comes down to an alpha brainwave, a consciousness practice. And again, look where you're getting all this from. You know, you're a meditator now. And like all of a sudden in this calm state, you're like, oh, access to all of these things. I don't need these things. Although I want to just caveat this with your addiction to buying things from take a lot. So how's that going for you, Eric? Where, where, where's the, where are you at that after the discussion <laughs> from your wife? <laughs> I've been better. I've been better. Because uh, I've also been more intentional with my spending. Well, every so time you feel like taking on your take on your take a lot app, go into meditation first before you touch the app, Eric. <laughs> Just before you touch the app, go into meditation. It's actually been much better. It has it's been, been much better. It has so, been because there was there was a few times when we were on the pod and you were getting deliveries constantly. I'm like, Eric, what's <laughs> what is going on, bro? And did you remember there was a there was a while back with those memes yeah. where where women used to get all these empty boxes 
and pile them on the front porch. So when the husband came home, you would have a freak out, but they're all empty boxes. So same, same <laughs> sort of story. Anyway, I do like that. I think it's a great thing to get rid of. And I yeah. think it's a sign of awareness, consciousness, and maturity when you start to get rid of. It's so very good. Mm. Okay, last one, number five. Set your default to action mode. When, when we are in survival mode, the tendency is to, to try and think our way out of it. And it just never happens. But it's not even just survival mode because remember the, the, the topic for today is creating the life that you want. And creating the life that you want also is not something that you just think your way into. There's a part of that that needs to happen. But the world unfolds before you as you take action. That is always going to be the case is that you have to walk the path for it to reveal itself to you. And whenever I feel stuck, and we'll, you'll always have that, even you know, in working towards what that life looks like, even if you have the vision, even if you have the direction, even if you feel like you're moving, there are going to be times when you feel stuck. And the way that you get unstuck is to create momentum. And the way to create momentum that, that I do is, so I have a whiteboard and then I have a, another flip chart over here as well. I write down all the actions that I think I need to take. And then I do that for 30 minutes. And once that 30 minutes is up, I just start executing on those. I just start doing the thing. And it's always doing the thing that moves you forward. When, so recently, uh, Dan and I have been uh, going on four by four courses. So we have the Jeep. We had it for quite a while and we've never utilized it to its like full ability. And so two weeks ago, we went tuning with it, which was amazing. Then we went on a four by four course up like the Hrabo mountains. Um, also like incredible. And the one thing is like, if you're doing four by four is that the inevitability is that you're going to get stuck. Like there's just, there's no way, like, you know, that if you're doing this and you're going through obstacles and mud at some point, something's going to happen and you are going to get stuck. That's why in every, every time you go four by fouring, there are two rules. Number one is have a recovery kit. And number two is never do it on your own. And so when you get stuck, you pull out your recovery kit, right? And there are two things that, that, that you can do that's going to help you get unstuck. If you are on your own for whatever reason, your recovery kit has all the tools you need that you can, you know, get mud away from under your tires and put in like traction mats to help you get a bit of traction to get out of the whatever you're stuck into. So there's a bit of like, I have to think about it. I have to plan how I'm going to do this. But you're not going to think that four by four out of the mud. You have to do the things, get dirty, like, and then drive it out. And if you are fortunate to have a friend with you, then in your recovery kit, you also have kinetic ropes and things like that. And often all that is needed, you know, to, to get unstuck is you have a friend that gives you a bit of a tug and it's not even like a hard one. It's just like a bit of a pull forward and it just like moves you out of that mud in a second. And all of a sudden you're free to go again and you get to move. And I thought it's such a great way to think about when you get stuck as well in your pursuit of building this life you want. Sometimes you just need a bit of a friend to give you that, that little bit of a tug forward that pulls you forward, that makes you feel good. We've often come up with calls like these, you know, where like, I feel very inspired after having a call like this. And it's not even just this. It's like the session we have before this. And it feels good. Like our energy and our mood is lifted. Like it's like a bit of a tug forward that you need. And, and at the, in the same breath, you need to have the tools that you can do this on your own as well. You need to have both. And so 
prepare for being stuck and know that to get unstuck and to get towards the life you want, you need to have your default set to action mode. Very, very good. I remember saying this uh, in my relationship uh, recently is the antidote for anxiousness is action. <clears throat> is, you know, just act, you know, act, get into the action of it and you won't have the energy and the time and the headspace to be anxious. It's like, just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, and then they will sort itself out. But also what, you, what you're talking about is an accountability partner, right? It's like somebody that's holding you accountable to the life you're building. And when you fall into that funk, which is really just a set of familiar neurons that are wiring together in your brain going, whoa, 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 don't forget me. Don't forget me. Come back here. Come back here. And you need somebody to explain that, that that's the old you and you're moving towards the new you. And I think your internal dialogue of having the affirmations and rehearsing yourself into that higher state and anchoring yourself into that vision is obviously an internal practice, but incredibly important to have a set of coaches around you. Inc I mean, when I come out of, I mean, this is great. I mean, we have a wonderful time. This was all set up because of your coaching expertise, but when I'm in a funk and I get away and I, and I book myself into one of my coaches and I come out of that and I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm like, even, even halfway through the session, I'm like, thank mm. you. Jeez. I needed this. Wow. I was just I was so wired and wound up into an old story that actually is not relevant at all in any way. It was just self-made. So to surround yourself with accountability partners is important. I wouldn't rely on friends. I mean, yes, you can, but you don't want to burden your friends with your stuff as much. Have the conversations. That's really great. But to have somebody that holds space for you that you pay money to, you know, there's an energy exchange. They've got an expertise. They're there to hold space. They're there to reframe yeah. with you. They're there to help you find a clarity. That is worth gold, man. It's worth so, so, so much. And, and I'm such a proponent of coaches and therapists to get mm. us unstuck and to help us see a, a new vision. So very good. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed mm. it. You've, um, you've confirmed and reminded me of many, many uh, tool sets. And, and you know, I think the thing I'm taking away from this is keep moving, brother. Just keep moving. Good. Well, good. Good. Keep moving. Mm. You're living it already. Mm. You're in it already. Keep moving. You want adjustments? Yeah. Adjust. Nobody's put you on this. You're not on a, you're not on a kamikaze flight. You just keep adjusting, keep moving. Cause you're adjusting, stay fit, stay healthy, make sure your mind and emotions are aligned, you know, unpack. You know, it's just, it's a process, you know? And as they say in America, it's a process. It's a process, bro. So, you know, just keep in the process. That's what it is. That's the whole point of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for, um, thought partnering these with me and thank you for also modeling many of these behaviors thank you um it's been you know as it's, it's always like, like it's it's such an expansive journey to do this together and i really think you know you you're a good example of creating the life that you want and it's easy to look at that and go oh it <laughs> must have been easy and i know yeah. also behind the scenes how much work it has gone into it and not just not just work in terms of the actual work, like the preparations and the keynote design and the, you know, all that, like the work stuff, also like the inner work, like there's a lot of that that has happened. And it's easy to look at just the external work that must happen. But like, I think what this has all been about this entire session today has been to remind people that it's the inner work that gets you there. Like it's not, it's, it, no, it's, it's combined. That gets you there. No, but I think it starts off with the inner work because people get caught up in action. Yeah. 
and without the inner work. And then that's, you don't have a vision. Like, where are you going? It's just like acting. Mm. So yeah, um, and I, and not many people have an insight into my yeah. life like you do, you know. So I appreciate that, and uh, you know, I'm also a big fan of the way you've shifted your life and changed your life. And congratulations, and congratulations to both. Do you want to say congratulations again? I mean, it feels good. Say it again. Say it again, Eric. Say it. Again. Yes, congratulate me. Congratulate you. Congratulations. YouTube's out there. My God, I can't keep up. I mean, sure. I've got so many just backed up, ready to watch. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, it's a huge privilege to have you along this journey with us. Uh, we send you both deep gratitude. Uh, both of us send you all deep gratitude for your time. If you think this podcast is worthwhile, please do share it with somebody who's not going through a good time or needs a new bit of a bump or direction in a new, di- in a new way. And if you would like, please do leave us a review on Spotify and on iTunes. We'd always appreciate it and see new ones. Uh, Sending you all lots of love and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Ciao. Bye-bye.